This is a HeadGum Original. You know what time it is. It's hobby hunter time with Sydney hobbying and huntering for my favorite hobbies. Have I found something that I want to do yet? No, I'm such a lazy bitch, but it doesn't matter because it's not about me. It's about the guests and it's about you learning. I know I said it was about me at first, but I tricked you. I'm such a trickster. This is how I this is how I get into relationships. I tell them one thing up top and then we switch it in the middle. Okay, so, uh, you know, I had like a a pretty, not a wild week, but I came back from LA and I'm just like readjusting, kind of felt a little down this week. And it would have been helpful if I would have listened some of the episodes and then found a fucking hobby to do instead of like hiding underneath my covers. But yeah, it's been, it's been kind of tough just readjusting to... I was gone for a month. I was in LA. I was on vacation, living my best moisturized life. And now I'm back in New York. Like, what is my purpose? Uh, but, you know, I'm here on the pod and I'm I'm looking forward to whatever I'm going to hear today. And it's in the middle of the week. So who knows? I might feel better after tomorrow. So Yeah. And you know what else makes me feel good? Hobby homie segment. Yes, I get to read a beautiful fan letter. Tell me good things, great things, however they're feeling. We love it. This one is from Eli Phillips. Hey, Sydney. Coming to you live from my burner Gmail account to talk about my super secret hobby that I don't talk about because it's weird and my real life friends absolutely will judge me. (gasps) Oh! We get in see as hot as hot. The hobby in question, fan fiction. Now, absolutely reading fan fiction can be a hobby. And I'd say that too is a part of the thrill. But I specifically write fan fiction for my favorite animes. It's fucking dope. I take my favorite characters and I put them in scenarios I want to see them in. Not to mention, I've made a whole horde of internet friends from this hobby. This is something I was super into as a kid that I've only just now found my way back into during the pandemic. It takes up a whole lot of time, but I thoroughly enjoy it. Anyway, love the pod and hope you have a great day. Come on, Eli, with this secret hobby. Can you send me some of your fan fiction? I don't know if you're listening. If you are, I I personally want to read it. And maybe if you let me, I, I if it's not too long, Maybe I could read it out loud. Actually, no, I'm terrible. Maybe I can repost it. Maybe I can post it in my stories. How about that? We would love that. Come on now. What do you think? All right. It's up to you. You you let me know, and maybe I'll take my foot off the gas. Who knows? But today, today, I am so freaking excited. I'm always excited about my guests, but this one, this one is going to be very controversial, and I would love to see her you know, change my mind about her hobby. She is obviously a really good friend of mine, a comedian. She is a co-host of a brand new Spank It Hot 
sexy pod called Obsessed on Spotify. And you can catch her recent set on The Tonight Show. Give it up for my lovely, lovely gal, Mary Beth Barone. Oh my God. It is so great to be here. I just feel like this has been a long time coming and I'm so excited to finally talk to you about this hobby. <laughs> uh, Mary Beth, let's, let's uh, address the elephant in the room. Your voice. It's a little crickety crack, snap, look, crackle, pop. Look, I have had, okay, so LA, New York gets a bad reputation for chewing you up and spinning you out, but I would say LA has the um, same, if not more, level of leaving you feeling completely exhausted and drained if you're there for like a quick amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I was just in LA for like, what? what's one more than 72 hours? Like <laughs> the one above that, like 96. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, and I just did that in my head. So yes, women in STEM. But I was just there from Friday to Tuesday morning. And I'm just like, I am, I feel like a washcloth that just got wrung out. <laughs> My favorite little washcloth. Well, tell the people why you were there. I was in LA to do some stand-up comedy, and then I was hosting the Oscars Facebook watch party, which was so fun. But it was truly like, you know, we had to be on for about three and a half hours, Mm -hmm. and I am not used to being social for that long. I'm not used to talking for that long. Definitely not used to asking Oscar winners questions for that long. So I was just beat. And then, of course, we wanted to go out after. So then, you know, I don't have much of a tolerance for alcohol anymore. I had three drinks and I was completely done. Washed. Yeah. Okay. Well, having that that wild celebrity-based time you had in LA, I I think it really matches with what your hobby is. Um, can yeah, and you, pitch you know, it? I feel very far away from my hobby right now. <laughs> and that's why, that's why I, why I sound like this. Can you uh, pitch it to us, please? So my hobby is something that I feel incredibly passionate about. You know, we had a rocky period, I would say, when I was probably between like ages seven to 18, where I would, I, you know, I just wasn't, we, we just weren't in tune with one another, but my hobby is sleeping. Mm. You are the first. Nobody has ever pitched this to me. Nobody. I have been pitching this to you for every time you text me, hey, you got a hobby. I'm like, when can I do sleeping? And every time I like, I'm like, I'm gonna get back to you. And then you were so <laughs> gun caved. You were so gun ho on it. I was like, okay, girl, come on on over here for an hour and talk about sleeping. Um, okay, so obviously. We, you know, we all do that. We all sleep. Some of us have better habits than others. I mean, let me know when you kind of got into sleeping as more than just uh, the the basic, you know, you're doing it for fun now. Right. It's more than a basic human function for me. Mm-hmm. And I would say that when I was younger, I prided myself on being a night owl. And I just, I never wanted to go to bed at my bedtime. Like I would do anything to not go to bed at my bedtime. And I had this nasty little habit of sleeping in my parents' bed. I just wanted to be in their bed and otherwise I couldn't sleep. So I, you know, that's why I was a bit strained for, for a long time. And I can go more into detail with that, but I will say that for the past, probably, I want to say five years, I have been an avid sleeper. I can't recommend it highly enough. You know, I was in a long-term relationship for a while. And when you're in those relationships, your sleep pattern is so dependent on the other person. So, oh, wait, you know, why? 
because like you you want to stay up and go to bed at the same time, you have to get mm-hmm. up at the same time. And I just feel like you're kind of operating on like a shared schedule. And then when I became single, I said, you know what, I'm doing this for me. And I need to get to bed when I want to and wake up when I want to. And that has taken, you know, different forms. But right now I would say I'm getting the best sleep of my life. Now, I will say that when last year hit, because last year hit us. It hit sure us hard. Did. It's not going to face. Sleeping was not only like a necessity, but it also became like a part of life, like all the time. Look, being awake has been the headliner for so long and sleeping has been the opener. And finally, due to the pandemic, sleeping had its time to shine because what could you possibly look forward to more than sleeping during the pandemic? It was like, oh my God, the passage of time and I'm not even conscious, like give me more. Well, the problem with us, because I know this is what we, we would stay up so late. We would stay up until three, four o'clock, sometimes five o'clock. I would say the for the first two and a half months, maybe three, we stay up all night and then sleep all day. Cause there was there's like, what are we doing tomorrow? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing on the schedule. And for some reason when I would get in bed, I'd be like, okay, I guess I'll watch six hours of TV. Um, and it turns out you can literally do that during the day. It's like you have to find your little routines in quarantine, I think. And like I personally just – now I'm in a place where I go to bed between 10 and 11 usually. Sometimes, you know, always try to get to bed before midnight. And then I'm waking up at 7. I'm doing my workout in the morning. I'm eating breakfast. I'm I'm ready to take on the day. And I just feel like getting – you know, sometimes I'll even take a nap. And that's just – you sprinkle a little bit of sleep in your day. It doesn't even have to be long. It can be 30 minutes. It could be a little disco nap. It doesn't have to be – one of those naps where you wake up and you don't know like what species you are and if your parents are still alive like you know you know those naps where you just you complete you're completely disoriented you don't it doesn't need to be like a big deal like that 30 minutes babe Mary Beth now we talk on a regular i've never heard you talk about something with such like passion underneath you are so enthusiastic about sleeping you might you might be right about this this might be your thing I just think like not enough people are talking about, oh, what what do I do? What do I do during the day? What's my day look like? Blah, 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 (laughs) calendar, all this nonsense, scheduling lunches, dinners, whatever. Let's talk about sleeping. Let's talk about the time of day that's just for you. And I I do, you know, I have have nights where I, what's the one thing I know will set me up for a bad day the next day? Not sleeping. Mm. Now, for me, it would be sleeping too much, which I normally do. Like last night, I I took yesterday. I took a I took two naps. Mm-hmm. I took two depression naps, and then I tried to go to bed at like eleven thirty, which is like a no because I just don't have it in me to sleep the way I did. So my eyes are closed, and I'm I'm tossing and turning. Yeah. And then I had a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I had a nightmare. I woke up. This well, finally, I woke up. At like noon, because I was tossing and turning until five a.m. That's just it's it's a really truly horrific experience. I mean, I will say like I think 
I I actually don't subscribe to this notion that you can sleep too much. I think that's like <laughs> propaganda from, you know, the big daylight lobby. They're like, you're sleeping. Oh, you're so tired because you're sleeping too much. I'm like, that literally, that's being like saying you're too, you're thirsty because you're drinking too much water. It's like, come up with a different thing because that makes no fucking sense. So I just think, you know, that's number one. So we need to stop that type of, that type of propaganda. And two, having a night like that where I don't, I mean, it's just, I had one night last week where I truly did not sleep. And this was, I mean, I didn't sleep for a minute. Like what happened? And this was horrible. Cause I've also yeah, been reading more, I've been reading more books lately too, which is very out of character. Yeah. But I've just decided, you know, it's time it, to reinvent myself as a book is it, reader. Is it the, is this because you're in a relationship or is because the pandemic is uh, simmering down? Like what was the deal? You know, it's been it's been almost a year since I started reading and <laughs> it's definitely changed changed my life, I would say. But generally I I see reading as a positive experience. But then last week, I'm reading a little novel that I won't I won't mention the name and I'm reading a little novel, you know, it's it's a little dark gritty um female led kind of like it, it, there're definitely funny parts but it's a drama babe mm-hmm. as so many books are. How about a book about something happy for once but no they won't give us that. So I'm reading this dark book and I get to a scene that involves sexual assault. And I'm thinking, all right, well I don't want to go to bed on that note. So I'm going to keep reading and and at this point I'm up past my bedtime. So I'm I'm really bargaining with myself here. <laughs> And so I, I say, okay, just one more chapter. What do I stumble on a second, a second scene about sexual assault? And now I'm spinning out. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to sleep now because if I have, I can't keep reading. And if there's a third one, I'll just lose my mind. Right. So, and I've never really experienced being triggered before, but oh, wow, this really triggered me in a way I just couldn't have, I couldn't have ever predicted. And then essentially I was just going through every bad thing that's ever happened to me in chronological order. And that did keep me up till the sunrise. I heard the birds chirping and I said, well, we're calling it on this because it's just not going anywhere. (laughs) I've had one of those before, not reading a book or a book about sexual assault, but I have like. I'll like go through, I'm trying to figure out what I was watching. I think I was, it was one time where I was watching um, Queen's Gambit. And you know, that is like a very packed, layered, full on hour after hour. I finished the whole thing in, in one night. And even after I finished it, I could not sleep. Because it was too much things racing in my head. Of course. I was like, I didn't even know I gave a fuck about Chase. Um, Chess. Chess. I chase had no either. F- chase. He I'll can call fuck it chase. off. Yeah, fuck Chase and fuck Chess. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even know I was this involved. And then I ended up like Googling about Chess and the, where this, this show comes from. And it ruined my day. I didn't go to bed until the day after. Yeah. And that is honestly, if it's, if it's not a conscious decision, like, you know, you have a wild one, a wild night out or something, you're out dancing till the morning, go somewhere after hours, like, you know, you're eating a bagel with, while the sun comes up, that's one thing. But when it's kind of thrust upon you, when you didn't consent to not sleeping, I just think like, that's, that's just a betrayal, you know, by your own body and mind. And I, I really, I'm still, I'm still recovering to be honest. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I sound like this. No, no, no. I, I will I will definitely say it's the the vodka vodka sodas tequila, you were having. Tequila, but yeah. Oh, tequila. Oh, ooh, oh, 
So wait, are you want to be known as a tequila girl, not vodka? Look, um, I'm not ashamed of who I am. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference between a tequila girl and a vodka girl? I just think t- maybe tequila is associated with more like messy nights or whatever mm-hmm. and throwing mm-hmm. up, but I'm perfectly comfortable <laughs> being associated with both of those things. <laughs> You said messy nights and throwing up. Uh, okay. Vodka girl doing the same thing, but maybe not throwing up. Vodka girl is like blacking out and, you know, <laughs> your face falls into someone else's face maybe. Okay. I have I have endured both. So you're and not off. And as have I. Mm-hmm. You're not off. So let's get back to, you know, when did you start realizing that, okay, I'm not just using sleep as the thing that we do at night because we have to just ha- have a regular day. When did you start incorporating sleep to be like, oh no, this is a lifestyle? I think it it, it starts with changing your sleeping habits and finding one that really works for you. Mm. And then you're in the driver's seat. You know, sleep is is something you can harness and there's a lot of power in that. And like, you know, I've had the craziest, most erratic sleep schedules. I used to work at SoulCycle at the front desk. Stop and it. And the SoulCycle opened at before 6 in the morning. So I would do – when you would do a morning shift, you'd be waking up at 5 a.m. You'd be going into work for four or five or six hours or whatever. And then you would go home and you would take a nap and then you would wake up at 5 p.m. And I will tell you, nothing prepares you for that sleep schedule. No. Because you – it's just so – it's so disorienting. And I just think after that, after that, and I went back to having a normal day job for a while before I quit to do comedy full time, I was definitely on my way to figuring out how to harness sleep and like make it a hobby. But I couldn't quite get there until I was doing comedy full time. And it was like, you know, you're you're up, you're out doing shows till midnight, and then you need to get home. And really, like, I just noticed that when I didn't get enough sleep. I mean, this is so stupid to say, like, obviously you wake up and you're not as productive and, you know, you can't focus as much. You can't get as much done. But I think it was, I mean, I would say probably in the past two years is when it's gotten really, I've hit that. I've It's gotten really good. Yeah. I think for me, because I was a waitress for so long and like, I was always doing copious amounts of cocaine mm-hmm. and, you know, drinking tequila, which is an upper. Yeah. Um, And having back-to-back shifts, like I would stay up until 6, 7 o'clock. Then I'm going to sleep maybe until 2 or 3 p.m. And then I'm starting my day all over again to work. And so I never really cared about sleep that much. I knew that I had to do it because I would look like shit. That, that That's my main purpose of sleep. It's like, do you want to look haggard tomorrow? Right. Depending on how many hours of sleep you get. So, but I never thought that I needed it because I I was like, oh, I want to pack out my day. I want to make sure I'm doing stuff all day, all night. Oh my God. No. And you know what? You know what I also believe is that if you're working nights, that's fine as long as you're making up for it in the day. But if you're working all night and then you're sleeping from eight until 12, that's, that's four hours of sleep. That is not enough. And I remember when I was younger, when I first moved to New York, 20 years old, I would go out, stay up till 3, 4 in the morning, go to work the next day to work at a desk job. I mean, I was just like 
I didn't care. And in my body at that time, you can definitely bounce back a lot quicker, but mm-hmm. there's simply no way I could function like that in, in 2021. Honey, I'm going to be 30 in a couple of weeks and I can't be messing around like that unless it's planned, you know, unless it's like I am choosing to stay up all night and that's my choice and I will schedule myself for the rest of the week where I can have a nap in the middle of the day for a couple of days or, you know, a lazy Saturday, but it just I'm too much of a planner now to to do that. Are you ex- are you excited for the new changes that are happening because now there's pressure to like okay things are opening up we have to we have to do we have to be out there's things to do there's people to meet and i i might have to break up with sleeping i don't think it has to be that way and you know what i've also learned in quarantine is that everything is like I used to think it was just like I needed to pack out my days. And even if I stayed up late and had to wake up early, like I don't want to have a reschedule on people or like have to push things or whatever. But now I'm like, oh, my God, no. If if I stay up all night accidentally and need to reschedule two meetings so I can sleep, oh, my God, I'm going to do that. Like you have to put – you have to prioritize these things. And this is what happened to me last week when I didn't sleep at all Monday night. Tuesday, I had to wake up early. I got some sleep during the day and I was supposed to have two meetings – back-to-back Wednesday before we recorded Obsessed. And I just, I emailed and I just said, I can't do it. I know I'm going to need that time to sleep. And so, you know, just because things are going back to the way they were with like society, you can, you know, you're in charge of your own destiny. So if you want to keep that relationship with sleep, the, the power is in your hands. Ooh, and you know what else with power is in our hands? A break. We got to take a little break because that you just blew me away with the little <laughs> gems you just gave you us. Need to take, you need to take a second. I, I need to breathe in, breathe out. So everybody, <laughs> let's take a little pause and we will be right back. Okay, bitch, we are back and we are going fully into sleeping and la- how layered it is. And it's it's not just about closing your eyes and getting that REM pattern going on. It, it's, it's more than that. It's like you can love it and you should not hate it. You should never hate sleeping. It's so amazing. I mean, it's just amazing. I can't, I just, it blows my mind. It makes me so happy. Like every day, my goal is to just get back to bed. I'm like, everything I do is working towards this incredible goal that I get to just accomplish almost every single day. Yeah, I wish I could feel the same way. You know, I just, something is obviously wrong with me, mental illness, but also like I was drinking Red Bull so much to stay up all night to do what? Who knows? Who knows? Googling things that, hey, that's really not going to have, you're not going to have a productive day after all the things that you've been Googling. You know, I think I've Googled while I've been up on a bender if I had cancer. It's like- Sure. No, you get to that place mentally and that's not, that's not where you want to be. I think of sleep, like I think of about my diet, like what I'm eating. Sometimes you need to try different things and eliminate different things like, and figure out what works for you. So for me, I know I'm not going to sleep well if I drink coffee, if I drink caffeinated coffee in a day, and I'm not going to sleep well if I don't 
have some type of workout. Like I don't work out every single day. Usually I'll give like myself the weekends off and, you know, it's just a different mentality. So I know I'm, I'll sleep okay, even if I haven't worked out, but there's definitely levers you can pull to like get better sleep. And if you, you know, if you find yourself drinking Red Bull and not sleeping, if you really want to improve your sleep, like I need to write a book. What am I? I'm it's giving clear. all this away for free. It's clear. Um, it's based on I mean- literally nothing scientific. <laughs> Um, just based on vibes alone. I'm going to just write a book based on the vibes of sleep. Um, you know, there's changes you can make. I remember, I think it was Iowa Debery who tweeted about how do people wake up early. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's go, they go to bed early. And that's the key. Yeah, when I'm in L.A. Um, staying with my, uh, you know, girlfriend, she goes to bed early, Right. And for me, that makes me feel like, okay, I guess it's safe to sleep because there's no other reason to stay up. Sure. But but then I still wake up late. Sick. You know what, what that is, sounds what is, like? No, 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 no. You know what that mm, sounds like to me? You're a great mm, sleeper. No. Why are no. we having this negativity around the dis- – okay, first of all, and I want to say this about sleeping in. <laughs> People think about naps so different than they think about sleeping in. It's the same as sleeping. It's just sleeping at the end of the day. Mm-mm. When you take a nap, it's like self-care. You're going to re-energize yourself. You're doing what you need to do to get through the day. When you, I swear to God, society views sleeping in as the laziest, most selfish thing you could do. And that's just that's just not true. Uh I think for me, naps is running away from my problems. When I when I close my eyes, it's like I'm avoiding something. It's or or the weight of my sadness is so exhausting. I have to go to sleep. But how wonderful is it that you have that outlet? <laughs> yeah, but then I don't feel I don't feel fulfilled after I sleep. I just feel bad that I spent my time not conscious. I mean, conscious, but not conscious. And what did I get done? No, but that's the rhetoric we need to we need to unlearn because you got so much done, you slept. Running away from your problems for an hour in the middle of the day? Are you kidding me? What a gift. People do drugs for that. You just get to put your head on a pillow on a bed. Oh, my God. I just like— I've, there's just not, I'm sorry. There's just nothing better than it for me, really. I can't tell if this is a bit or if like you are really committed to this because. I'm not kidding. It's real. Like if you just start thinking about sleep differently, it's like you're, I, I just feel like, and this was especially true before the pandemic and especially I think in New York and LA and like these major cities where like mm-hmm. it's all about the hustle and, you know, making sure that you're as busy as you can possibly be. And I do hope that I can hang on to some of this when things are reopen and like, you know, prioritizing my – like how I'm feeling and and making that – putting that above like, you know, making sure I'm getting everything I can possibly do done in a day. It's like sleep is not – a negative thing. And Mm. I mean, think about babies. They literally sleep all day and they're so happy. Yeah. And the cats sleep a lot as well. And I call them bums. I'm like, what are you actually adding to my life? You're sleeping. But we are animals. Mm. And, you know, we're not just here to, to do work and run around. We're also here to sleep. And you heard it here first. <laughs> I actually, you know, it's, I, I, yeah, I just feel strongly that I think 
people would be so much happier. And I, you know, it's a privileged thing to say like, oh, everyone should get more sleep. If you have three kids and a full-time job and you're commuting, it's like, you know, that's a different story. But for me as someone who I'm just, you know, I have myself to take care of. And when I go visit my boyfriend, I'm so lucky. We are, we are very similar sleepers. And I think that's, that is one, one compatibility in relationships that nobody talks about. Wait, y'all, he he sleeps the same time as you and you guys need the same amount of hours? Like, what's yeah. the deal with that? I mean, usually, honestly, I probably need a little bit more than he does. And so then, you know, we just put on the radio and uh, kick back, relax for a bit while I kind of come out of my little fog. But he um, is very accommodating to my extra sleep. Okay, would you rather sleep or have sex? I would rather have sex, but I think, you know, you don't, in, in, in a normal day, you don't have to pick just one. Mm, mm-hmm. But like, if you are sleepy, but also horny. Horny wins every time. Mm, okay. Now I know why your relationship is doing so well. Because <laughs> I'll I'm legit be like, like there's I'm, time. I'm like, I'm going to bed. You don't need any uh, sleepy coochie. This, that's no way to live. Well, listen, I I have a lot of positive things to say about Sleepy Coochie as well. So <laughs> that'll be my next. I can go. I won't, No, I won't plug your other podcast on this podcast. Mary Beth. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Uh, why, why would you, I mean, do you think your hobby is better than most? <laughs> what are other people's hobbies? Like... Genuinely, when people ask me what are my hobbies, I'm like, shopping, reading books, and sleeping. What's better than those three things? Well, I, I'm curious. What's like your – what have been some hobbies that people have been like, oh, my God, me too? Um, I mean, we've had someone come, come on roller skating. We've had – Literally dangerous. Go on. Drawing. That's like not everyone can do that. Um, going on dates. That person – I I wish I I hope they find peace. <laughs> um one another one was like UV resin to like make jewelry with. Okay. I mean I love a crafty queen. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. very specific. So you're saying sleep is beating all of them, hands down. I'm saying sleep is the greatest hobby of all time. You is that your final answer? The 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 it's the goat with an H. The silent greatest hobby of all time. Okay. Silent age. <laughs> heard you. Heard you clear. Okay. So we have like, um, you know, a little segment on Hobby Hunter. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. I'm doing it. It's getting done. This hobby is called Too High for My Taste. These are hobbies that just cost too damn much. And it's just not really for me. And today we will be talking about Hype Beasts. Man. I didn't even know people spent that much money on sneakers. You can get like these are unlimited these are limited edition sneakers that clearly men who are not really great in their relationships want. There's also women that are hype beasts as well, mm-hmm. but I also think that they're doing it to impress other people that are into sneakers cuz I just don't I don't get it. There are sneakers on here for $650 and all the way to like 1200 
There's sneakers that are $2,000, like Nike, like Nike, Nike sneakers. I, I don't, I couldn't imagine swiping my card and saying, yeah, this is going to make me feel good. Let me tell you something about sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's free. So I just yeah. want to remind everyone that it's free. And I will say that made me think, you know, invest the money in, in making your bed your little like safe place. As far as sneakers, so I'm talking pillows, you know, mattress topper, sheets, et cetera. Sneakers touch the floor. Mm-hmm. Like you're walking on them outside or you're not. Like if they're sneakers that are so expensive you can't wear them outside, then what the hell are they going to do? Just collect dust in your room? Like I don't – I try not to pass judgment on people and what people want to spend money on is their own business. Lord knows I have some questionable purchases on my credit card statement, but for sneakers – I just don't I just don't understand it. And one thing I do want to say is that like a lot of expensive sneakers are objectively ugly. Like I'm sorry, but that is That's, just how I feel in my heart. I hear you on that. There's like there were sneakers in 2020. First of all, there's a full on people are losing their jobs. The depression is high. Death is high and they still have sneakers. They're like best sneakers Relentless. of 2020. Relentless. There's the Travis Scott uh, times Nike Dunk Low. There's Adidas Yeezy Form, the foam ones. There's Nike Air. There's Sussy times uh, Nike Air Zoom. It's all these They're- collabs. It's like, first of all, let's... I just feel like it's another, like, way to be an elitist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I Which totally is why I agree. just continue to buy white Air Force Ones and I wear them every single day. And I know that I'll never look at them and have disdain for either how much they cost or how they don't go with anything because they're very reasonably placed and they go with everything. Okay, I'm looking. Some of these sneakers are kind of cool. Like Some I of would. them are definitely very cool. And I I get if people like, you know, it's like any collector of anything, like they just have a passion for it and I think that's fine, but... I am. I mean, they're all. Are they all just rich? That's what I don't really get either. Is these how ad- they afford it. These the Adidas Yeezy Foam Runners. You have to be kidding me. They're like puffy socks. Puffy. There's like if you had like a foam party, and you walked off, and like you had foam on your on your feet. feet that's what that's we're what they at. are. And these are like what four hundred dollars? Get the fuck out of here! I'm not spending that. It's too high for my taste. It's gonna be a no for me. And these people collect, collect, collect. They, they buy, they, they'll never just have like a few, you know, four. They'll have like stacks and stacks of these. And I'm like, oh, so this is um, your savings. Right. They're going to like, I guess they'll just sell them and buy a house. Yeah. They're like your offshore account. Right, right. They're your, but the, okay, but that scares me. To have all your money in like physical goods is, I would, you know, I wish I could invest in sleep because I just feel like that's a safe place. Like, I don't trust Bitcoin or the stock market, but sleep will no. always kind of be in fashion. I don't even trust some of my closest friends. Why the fuck would I trust the stock market with exactly. this imaginary like Bitcoin that I I'll, I don't see? Like, I know when I get on the app, I'll see it, but I never physically, like, oh, let me check on this money, you know? It's not, it doesn't sit right with me. No, me neither. Okay, back to, you know, this hobby of yours that Mm -hmm. is, I mean, I just, I can't even believe you came on the pod. 
I, I was like, I know you have something else. Is there any other things that you're like, I'm into other than sleeping? Well, I just think um, sleep- I'm not I'm not shaming you. I'm just asking questions. First of all, sleep is a huge commitment as a hobby because you have to do it for a lot of hours every day. But I think otherwise, like my hobbies are pretty like standard stuff, like Peloton, as I mentioned, shopping, reading books, watching TV. And I, you know what? I'm so sick of people like judging me for having basic hobbies. First of all, asking someone what their hobbies are is an incredibly personal question. Of course, I'm going to come on here and talk to you about it. My very close personal friend, Sydney Washington. But sometimes people will just ask you like like in a meeting or in a general or like in passing. And I'm like, well, that's like... That's like none of your business. <laughs> okay, Julia, I think this is the clip. This but, is the clip right here. This is the one that we got to have in the streets because what if my what if my hobby is hentai porn? You know, do you want me to say that? Like it's not, but what if it was or like, you know, I don't know. Um what if I I, I just it just I, there's just things that it's not everyone's business, I don't think. Mm. It's not and everyone's business. That's it's merch. Good. It's it's not everyone's business. I think it's so powerful to have a podcast where people can come on and talk about their hobby that they are most passionate about and most proud of because then it, we're normalizing it. You know, even if someone is a complete weirdo and their hobby is sleep, there there's power in that as well. No, I think a lot of people will be listening to this and they they feel seen there. But there's also, you know, probably some psychiatrists and like, therapists and doctors that are listening and they're like, okay, you need to, you need to come in. We need to check. I need to get what's her email address. (laughs) Cause we have some questions. (laughs) You're like, you're literally, you, you live for sleep. Your whole day is, man, I can't wait to get home. Sometimes when I wake up, sometimes when I wake up, I'll do the math. Okay. How many hours till I can sleep? (laughs) Okay. So You've been fantastic. If you could just maybe give a few tips on people who are trying this hobby out in a productive manner. Like, I don't want them to become like couch potatoes, bums. Like, I I really want this to be helpful. No, I think having a a good relationship with sleep, you actually need an active lifestyle because then your body becomes naturally tired. So Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, establish a routine and really try to stick to it, but don't be so like strict with yourself that you never deviate from it. Cause obviously, you know, life comes at you fast. Mm -hmm. I would say try different things and don't like, don't try to go to bed early for three days and, oh, you're not falling asleep till one in the morning. So it's not working. Like that's BS. You need to give it like time to settle into a new sleep schedule. And, you know, if you're feeling like you're not getting enough sleep, then you're probably not getting enough sleep. Okay. It's, it's real. It feels real and it feels good. And I think the sleep community is going to pour their like heart out to you and thank you for really speaking on behalf of them. I'm here for you. And I'm here to be a voice for people who love sleep. Um, please plug whatever you're doing, Mary. I want the, I want people to really follow you and follow your journey. I would love for people to follow my journey. Um, I'm at Mary Beth Barone on all social platforms. And then um, probably by the time this comes out, you can watch Drag His Ass on Comedy Central. New episodes every week in May. And I'm very excited for that. I'm very proud of that project. So I hope you enjoy it. Maybe before bed. Maybe you can watch before you go to sleep. I don't know. 
Okay, honey. We love you so much at Hobby Hunter. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> All right. Do I really need to rate this? Absolutely not. You already know that I do this on a regular basis and I do it so much that I can't even call it a hobby. It's just like, it's just what I do. It's me. When you see sleep, you see me. Um, But I do believe that Mary gave us some perspective that we don't really hear often when it comes to sleeping and taking naps and whatsoever. So I think if this fits for you, let me know. Hit me up. Tell me how you feel about what 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 you heard today. I, I think it was really helpful, and I hope that it can get us to a new place with um with sleeping. Okay, as always, keep writing to me. I'm loving it. It's making me feel so loved and accomplished. So whatever you have to say. Hit me up at hey at headgum.com. Tweet at me, just Sid BWNYC, and tell me what you're up to, what hobbies you've learned that you loved or learned on these episodes. I want to hear about it. And of course, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, happy hobbying. was a HeadGum original.